Welcome to the County Business Talks podcast, powered by Picturebook Films. Here, we're going to be talking to entrepreneurs and business owners from across Sussex, delving into the mindsets of what makes them really tick. Okay, welcome to the next episode of the County Business Talks podcast. Uh, my guest on the podcast today is Managing Director and Founder of Search7, an award-winning marketing agency based in Hove. As a company, from day one, they have donated 7% of their yearly profits to charity and community projects. And celebrating their 10th year this year, have raised an amazing £77,000 in their Share 77K campaign for 10 different charities. This has been recognised by the business community as they have won the 2018 Brighton Hove Business Award winners for Best Corporate Fundraiser. Winners of the Brighton Hove Business Award 2019 for CSR Excellence Award were a finalist in the 2019 Brighton Hove Business Award for Best Professional Services and, and, and for Business Person of the Year. He is someone I've been lucky enough to work with, partner and support on events and be part of his journey over the last four years. He's a true inspiration and someone I can also call a close friend. I'm delighted to welcome the legend that is Gavin Willis to the podcast. Oh, cheers, Sam. What a lovely welcome as well. That's brilliant. Thank you. Mate, listen, I'm so delighted to have you on. It's been what, what an amazing year as well with, it, with a Share 77 campaign. Um, it's been great to see the journey over the last few years as well. So look, as always, mate, we're going to dive straight in. Um, listen, just start by telling a little bit, the listeners a little bit about your business journey, where it all started. Yeah, sure. So a bit about the journey. So we've been going 10 years now. We literally just celebrated our 10th birthday a couple of weeks ago, which was fantastic. I'm sure you remember the good night. It was a good night, wasn't it? Um, which was brilliant. And I, I guess going back to, to my journey, um, before I started Search7, I was working at a local agency called Propellernet. Um, fantastic agency, got, got so many good friends there even today. Um, and just at the time, I was managing a lot of smaller clients. Um, there was three teams in the business. Um, and as a business, they started working with some much bigger brands, like really big national, international brands like Marks Spencer's, Waitrose, High Tech. Um, and a lot of the smaller ones that I was managing, they, can't, they weren't really part of the future model of the business, which was right at the time. Um, but they didn't have anyone to give them to. So as they started kind of going like nowhere, really, I kind of got permission to take on a few of them on the side. And it got to the point where I thought, you know what? I quite enjoy working with these clients. I've got to know them. I can do the work. I can manage a team. I can do the commercials. And it just became a bit of a natural evolution, really. I just took my opportunity to just set up on my own and, and just be a consultant doing digital marketing and helping out my, my clients that, that I've got to know and love over the last couple of years. Yeah, amazing. Okay. So, but did you... So, so that come about, obviously, like you say, like a bit of a natural evolution. But so was there anything from a younger age that you sort of thought to yourself, I'm going to I'm going to do this. I'm going to one day run my own business or add that sort of entrepreneurial streak from a younger age. Or was it was it just the fact of I love what I'm doing. But, you know, the next step for me is now to run my own business because you've learned from somewhere like Propellinet or whatever. Yeah, I've, uh, not not from a young age. No, yeah. I mean, I wanted to be a, a sports journalist okay. um, when I was younger. I, I, I didn't get enough good enough grades to do the journalism course at uni so I ended up doing this course called corporate communications which I basically tell all my mates it's like a blue peter course it's like a, it's like a bit of everything it's like blue tack you know camera d- designer website this PR marketing it literally was a couple of months on each thing um but being an entrepreneur you need to be well-rounded you need to know a lot of different things you need to wear many hats 
So by doing that course, it kind of set me up without me without me realizing it at the time to be an entrepreneur and to be a businessman because you're bringing lots of different kind of skill sets together. Um, all these different disciplines. Um, I then worked at Pizza Hut for a few years when I finished uni as a manager. Okay. And I was always thinking of ways to engage with the local community and with football teams because I played a lot of football. So I was coming up with new ideas to kind of do incentives or to do membership schemes and to go around to the, the local businesses and give them 10% off. And I was creating stuff. I was doing a few videos. So I was kind of always using my new skills that I, was, that I kind of gathered from uni. Um, but no, I mean, when, when I went through Propellinet for five years and then set up on my own, I, I actually never had a thought of it becoming an agency. I didn't. It just, the first year just went a bit crazy, really, with people getting in touch and finding out I was setting up on my own. And even though I was trading as Search 7, it was just I wanted a name to go with, I didn't want to be Gavin Willis kind of digital marketing. Um, and it just evolved. I mean, naturally, I, I just, I do have those skill sets from uni, but I just love meeting people and chatting to people and coming up with some good ideas for like for their business and how digital marketing can be that can be that solution for them. Um, and yeah, the first year just went a bit crazy pretty quick, and it's soon I needed someone else to help me. So that's kind of how it came about. That's it, really interesting because it's great. It's it's great to actually have the diff- different types of people I've had on the podcast. And there's some people you do you speak to and you go right, okay, I've, yeah, I knew from uh, you know a young age I was selling sweets in the at school and stuff like that. And I always had that entrepreneurial streak and blah blah blah. And other people, as some like you say, it's evolved over something, get into something you're passionate about and go right, okay, I've learned from that and I'm going to go. No, oh, what well, I can do, I can deliver on this level. And I, I suppose, like you said, doing that at uni that giving you quite a well-rounded experience in different things was yeah. S- yeah. set you up well. I, yeah, definitely. I think like going back further, when I was at school, I didn't really excel too much at school. Mm. And so I think I was the age of 15 and the head of, I think the head of year 10 at the time said to me about, you've got something you should try and concentrate. I was like, all right, I might, I might, I might give that a go. Mm. So I, I scraped through my GCSEs and then I, I kind of done a, a K at my A-levels, not great. And I got enough grades to do an okay course rather than the course that I wanted. So I always kind of kind of got through. Yeah. Um, but I think it's because I only started paying attention when I was like 14, 15. Um, unfortunately, otherwise maybe I would have... Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, if things if things happen in the right way and for you like, meet people in different courses and then it gives you the opportunity to come back and get involved in in, in like working at Propellinet was absolutely brilliant for me. Yeah. I absolutely love that place. I think what I find interesting, because I've spoke to a couple of people about like education and how that sort of looks, and I think like for me ultimately, I think there's you know we're both very much we're you know we're, we're I'm a people person, you're a people person. Do you know what I mean? So you can get on well with, and there's so much value in that that alone really to be able to build relationships because whatever business you're in, academically, what you did at school, I'm not saying it's irrelevant because obviously you need sometimes you need that skill set. For example. My wife Kelly, she's a solicitor. To become a solicitor, you've got to go to university and got to yeah. get some grades to be able to achieve that. But I, I'm I'm keen to explore because not that I think that the education system's necessarily broken, and I don't want to you know bad mouth it in any way. But I do think that entrepreneurship needs to, be, and, it, and it's starting to be. It's definitely encouraged more now nowadays. Do you not think? And I think that should be something that that is really celebrated like people coming up not necessarily academically and being tested in that way but you can you know what there's there's other paths and there's other routes to go down yeah there are and i think these days i mean i mean our business is is testament to this as well you recruit for attitude first you don't look at what what degree they got mm. you're not you're not looking at what if they got a first or a two one because if they're not the right fit for the culturally for the business 
they're not going to get on you know you, you need to have the right people around you and then you can train the skills and you can train them up in terms of that sense so and I think these days there's you know through the pandemic they were doing funds and grants to kind of support people set, set up their own businesses so the whole entrepreneurship is being celebrated it's more recognized these days than it was ever before absolutely yeah no I love that I mean we're gonna uh, it's really interesting because I do want to come on to that a little bit later about culture and stuff um I did wish just want to delve into something a little bit if we can before we move on to that um on a LinkedIn post earlier this year, you sort of talked about your own issues, maybe with sort of mental health and anxiety. Um, I'm keen to find out from you as I sort of ask everyone, um, all the guests that come on, sort of how they manage or achieve work-life balance. I'm keen to, I know you sort of obviously mentioned that and we've sort of spoke a little bit offline about it, but yeah, be interested to share that sort of um, thing with the listeners. Start? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I put that post out, um, I think it was a few months ago now, I think it was, and it was like, yeah, just kind of struggling a bit and at the time. And, and even now, you, you don't always have full control over how you're feeling. I've been feeling a lot of anxiety and stress and it kind of comes and goes. And at that particular time, it was it was quite high. Um, and yeah, just uh, these days, everyone's been a lot more open and transparent about their feelings. And it's not all about how great the business is doing and we've run these new pitches. That's all PR, you know, that's all the good stuff. There's so much stuff underneath that that is going on, which people need to be more you know, open and honest with each other about um, the amount of people I've met this year, either online or in person, that have, have been doing this. And as you said, they've made their connections a lot stronger and their relationships stronger with not just their team, but with other people in, the, in their business communities as well. Um, so I wanted to put something out there just to kind of share my experience, really. Yeah. Um, and it's, I was kind of talking about 10 years ago when I started the business, I just... Um, just got just got well just about to get married and a year later that didn't work out the way the way it planned and I was in a very like dark place for about at least six seven months um had mild depression um and it wasn't great I think in in a weird way that's the reason why the business kind of excelled because of my old owners said oh Gav you need a distraction put your head down into your business and just just keep yourself occupied and that's why I started working like silly hours, which now I wouldn't do. But then it was something that helped me keep me a bit sane and just focus on something. Um, then led to me getting an employee on because we got got, got busy. Um, but that was 10 years ago. And now like 10 years on, feeling kind of similar kind of feelings again and just wanting to just reach out to people and give my advice to them and ask for advice back. And yeah, the, the response to that post was, was brilliant. Um, but I just think we're in a time now where you can't just keep putting the good stuff out there. You've got to be a bit more open and kind of human about things and just try and relate to people in, in, in different ways. I love that, mate. And thanks for sharing because it is a difficult... I think, you know, I, I've recently done... Um, I've done one of the, the previous um, episodes with Yavon Engler. We sort of talked about... It was around Mental Health Awareness Week and we sort of talked about some bits and pieces. And me and you, like I said, spoke offline about, you know, m m my issues sometimes with that. And I do think... Like, it's, it's, I'm so passionate and I know you are about just changing the narrative out there about vulnerabilities, weakness. And that last 18 months have shown that people, you can be, you know, it hasn't always got to be, you know, the great stuff. Oh, yeah, business absolutely smashing it. Yeah, we're doing really well. Okay, great. And But, you know, just be, because that that's where true relationships and true solid relationships are, are built from, isn't it, from a personal level, but as well as from a, from a sort of business level as well. And when, when you know, it's not a sales thing, but people do buy from people and people want to get to know you. And okay, they don't want to be seeing all your issues all the time. They want to be seeing the good stuff you're doing because they want to work with a company that's doing some good stuff. They also want to know about the people behind the business and what, what they're going through. And and like you said, it, it relates 
to everyone. Everyone's been through a tough time, no matter what it is in the last 18 months, whether it's like family illness or um, even bereavement as well. And, you know, people losing their teams or their companies or their offices and having to rebuild everything. It's, it's, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been quite full on. And the more people kind of, as you say, are more transparent and relate to each other more about it, the better really. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Completely agree. I mean, look, this leads us nicely onto the next question, actually, about sort of, you know, we, we're talking about challenges, especially over the last maybe 18 months. But as business owners, we're, we're it's constantly a journey, isn't it, up and down. Um, I, could you just talk to me about some of the challenges over the last 10 years of running a business, talk to me about some of the challenges you, you faced, maybe some failures, um, how you've sort of dealt with that, adapted, pivoted, and, and sort of yeah, bounced yeah. back? Good question. Okay. I guess... In the early years, about three or four years in, uh, we worked with this great kind of agency up in London, um, really great agency, and they had like offices around the world. Um, and that 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 kind of challenge, okay, it's not mental health, I'll, I'll come on to a few of those challenges in, in a bit, but that challenge was more about from business growth perspective. Um, and we actually had a lot of clients through them as their kind of SEO partner. Um, and then they kind of went bank, bankrupt, so they went to liquidation as, a, as an agency. And there was about 20 grand's worth of work that we didn't get paid. And at the time, being a very small business, like it's gonna it, hit hard. It hit hard. So, um, but you, because we were three years in, we had a bit of cash flow, so it was okay. But yeah, that was like a, a lesson about commercials and finance and how do you get your money in and what terms do you set. It just makes you think. And sometimes you learn so much more when not mistakes happen, but when something happens that doesn't go to plan. You put in place so many new kind of safeguards straight away to try and prevent that from happening again. Whereas when things are good, you don't think about the other stuff. Yeah. Whereas you're always safeguarding through learning throughout your whole business journey and through how the business is evolving is it's all part of it, isn't it? It's like I love that. So, what, what, so you, you have you got quite a healthy relationship? Would you say with failure, like in that sense, like like you said about I love that what you just said about making. Obviously, you know, you make mistakes, but that's where real really you learn from. That's what you learn from. That's how you improve and get better. Yeah, it's it, it's how you grow. I mean, year on year in the last few years, we've been taking on more people and more senior people in the team, and it's how do we work together? And it's also given everyone freedom and trust and autonomy to kind of do their own things. Mm. And rather than me going, oh, I think this is how we do it. It's always done in this way. Like stepping back and saying, right, you guys are new in these roles, but you're only going to learn if you just try things. Mm. It's not all going to work. Yeah. Some of it won't work. You're going to you're going to make a mistake. You're going to make a decision. It's not going to work out. But then, how do you learn from that? And like I said before, there's so many things that happen that you have to give people that freedom and trust to just try things that they think is going to work. And if it doesn't, it's like, okay, well, that, that didn't work. Now learn from that, and how can you make sure that doesn't happen again? And how does that make you think about about what, about what you want to do next? Yeah, that's great. And 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 look, you're obviously a father as well. Now is that you sort of you know with Grace, you want to t- teach her that as well? That it's okay. I think I'm you know guilty of it at the beginning you sort of you see this sort of helicopter parenting and people you know over them and not wanting them because you don't want to hurt you don't want them to ever feel pain you don't want to ever hurt themselves or do anything but ultimately they've got to trip up and whether that be physically trip up and hurt themselves or (laughs) yeah 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 of course of course (laughs) Um, but it's just whether that you know just allowing them to make mistakes and go it's okay it's okay to fail and uh, uh, it's how you deal with that and build that resilience to yeah I think that word resilience is key as well, Sam, because like, yeah, I think being being our first child, Grace was, um, yeah, you are very protective. You don't want them to fall over. You're always around them, making sure they're not bumping into things. 
she's she's 18 months now and it's she's now just running around doing her own thing and falling over and getting back up again and most of the time we just want to know where she is we kind of know she's in the room next door but you kind of just trust her to just get on and do stuff she might fall off a chair now and again you know yeah. but it's only a little chair it's fine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and she's not jumping off the sideboard no, 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 hopefully not yeah. um but yeah in the future for sure it's like people need to learn and you and growing up being a parent, you want them, you want to guide them and direct them, but you want them to be making their own choices. And as they get older as well, like what do they want to do? What do they want to be? What's their own career path? All that kind of stuff. So yeah, but I think that's interesting because I'm like with the twins. I look, look at and go, I, I, I love them to be like go out and try things and you know and come back. Oh, it didn't work out. But I'm going to give this. Like, you know, you, you've known me for a long time now. Certainly, there's been a lot more failures along my my, my business journey than there's been successes. But I, I, I'm always of the thought process that I'd rather give something a go. Don't work out. You know what? We, we give something else a go, or we yeah. we try something a little bit different. And it's just and it's that. I think Panina was on here and talked about the fear of failure and that, that just stops progression because people, they, they go to that point of going, what's the worst thing that could happen? And you go, oh, you know, and then that stops them from doing it. But I think it was Panina that said it. She goes, what's the best thing that could happen? What's the best outcome of this? And that's such a great, for me, it was a great way of looking at that and going, yeah, it is. It's what, what's, uh, being an optimist, I go, yeah, what's the best thing? Uh, that, that's going to be great. This time next year, I'm going to be a minute. You know what I mean, that type of thing. But I just think in that that sort of sense, that's it's a quite. I want really for me want to encourage the kids to be like that and just go and try it. You know, oh for sure, having that kind of appetite and that vision to like come up with new, new ideas and do things yeah. and like explore different things. You you got to encourage that and you got to applaud that because yeah, you, there's too many people out there that can be. You know, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And, and they think about the worst thing that can happen, or even not even the worst thing, just I'm not sure that's going to work out. Mm. Well, why not? Yeah, because you, you give it a go. Way. If you put everything into it, mm. your heart and soul, and it's something that, that you're passionate about, mm. um, and you believe that it's going to be a good thing for you personally, or you know maybe commercially as well, um, in, terms of, in terms of success, however you deem success, yeah. give it a go. That's what, that's what it's about. And I guess for, you know, for us like entrepreneurs, we're always thinking of new things. Yeah, yeah. I've, had, I've had loads of ideas that have been awful. yeah. yeah, yeah. Tell, tell me about some of them. What, 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 come on. Oh, I don't. Last year, this is quite embarrassing now, um, I, I came up with this idea, it's like, a thing called Co-Ho-Hovid, and it's a bit bad taste, and I thought, oh, maybe that could be a nice jumper, Christmas jumper. <laughs> and I know some printing kind of um, clients, and we kind of worked together on it, and I said, look, I just got an idea, what do you think? And they all loved it, and I was like, okay, we'll give it a go, and we'll give money to charity, and and whatnot, and we sold about I think sixty jumpers, which weren't bad, yeah, yeah, nice. but it probably cost me more. To be fair, I was I was definitely out of pocket. We left it too late, and I thought I wanted to do this where you know everyone's like worried about COVID and all the things that are happening, but at the same time, you know, everyone's dealing with it. You know, let's do something where it's like make you know it fun, make yeah. make it a bit of fun and make it a bit you know this is something that's going on at the moment. It was a, it was looking back, I was like should never have done it. I've never done it. It took up a lot of time at a busy period of the year, and I was like, oh, but I just thought it was something that it, it could be a nice thing to do. It could raise some money, yeah. could, and about putting a smile on people's faces, you know. Um, and it did for it did for sixty people. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Mate, thank you for sharing that. It's good. Well, look, we, we mentioned back in it. We've always talked a little bit about failure. You mentioned just now about what the success looked like and stuff like that. So I think. Um, you know, Search 7, we've gone through at the beginning with the introduction about the, the, the awards you've won, you've been nominated for. 
coming up to the Sussex Business Awards shortly, and there's um, there's another couple of nominations in there as well, uh, um, which is great. Um, but just talk me over the over your sort of career. What's what would you say is your greatest achievement, highlight, and and then define what success sort of looks like to you? Wow. Um, so yeah, I think for me, as as you know, it's it's the charity stuff. That's the stuff that I am so passionate about. I, I give my all to try and organise events and bring the community together and have some fun. Always fun events, as you know. I think I, th- I think you're at pretty much all of them. Um, yeah, and you've been brilliant support for us as well. So so thank you. And um, but yeah, I mean the first event we done, first community event we done in 2014 was a football match at um, the Shoreham Shoreham Football Club, um, and it was just amazing. Like because at the time my godson Ted. I think he was two at the time. He was born at the end of 2012, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, I've got, and he was in in the Trevor Man baby unit. Um, he was in there for like a, like ten days, and his 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 brain froze. Um, they had to freeze his brain, sorry, and before warm it back up again, he scored zero out of ten on on, on the Agpa scale. So it was really kind of touch and go. Um, and that's when we were looking for a flagship charity, and we chose Rocking Horse. And I was there when I was when I was a baby as well, so I had that really close connection. And we were, as you said, seven percent back to charity. We were kind of donating to just charities by sending them money or participating in half marathons and things like that, which is great. Don't get me wrong, but I wanted to do something a bit more immersive and engaging, bringing people together. And that first event was just brilliant. You know, walking out. About 250 people there on the day beautiful sunny day Ted is my mascot we had about 20 prizes in the raffle we raised £6,000 I think or something like that for our first ever event and organising it myself and um, was just was it was interesting but um, you learn and we've done 18 events since then now you've kind of got a bit of model in place and how you do things um, but that was brilliant and then the next one was another football match in 2018 um, when we walked out on the no 2017, walking out on the pitch again with Ted at the Amex Stadium um, was just unbelievable. So they, those two are, are huge. And then the last one, I guess, if there was three, was I went to Uganda with my wife for a holiday, and we we've been sponsoring a kid over there for the last six years now through through work, um, and we raised some money during a big campaign in 2018, and we kind of split it between seven charities that everyone in the team chose. And we donated £2,000 to Nikaringo, which is a kind of little village in, in uh, uh, Bwindi Vo- Forest in, in, in Uganda. And we went there for a couple of days as part of our trip. Um, and the whole, vi- the whole village were there and the school were there cheering and dancing for us for about an hour. We're just sitting there like, like royalty going, what on earth is going on here? And it was really emotional. And then I took loads of football shirts t- to just donate to them, all my Arsenal ones. Yeah, yeah, great, great. <laughs> moving on, moving on. <laughs> I went to this place. It's called it's called Top of the World. It's like the highest point in Uganda, and they had this like post up for goals and like a bit of tape for like the crossbar and all, all ch- ch- chanting and cheering behind the goals. And we played football. We had a really wow. good, quite a competitive match actually. <laughs> Some of the older kids and someone in the village all dressed up in the kits, and I was like, whoa, Amazing. it was brilliant. So yeah, those three for me are the are the big highlights. That's incredible, and like, and obviously this year, like you said, we're celebrating and and the seventy seven k, just what a what an, a phenomenal achievement, you know. It's um, it's been it was, that was brilliant. It was, I think, at the end of twenty nineteen, we'd raised just over fifty grand, and we set our target of getting that to seventy seven over the next kind of eighteen months. And um, yeah, I think we 
launched the campaign a few days before the pandemic was announced, which was just awful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we had to pivot all our events and things were cancelled and then we arranged them and they got rearranged again due to like COVID scares. So yeah, it was a bit relentless really, but we managed to still do six events in the last 18 months to get us that extra £26,000, which is, which is great. You, you know, when you set a target, like we said earlier, I'm not going to achieve this. No, no, we're, we're going to do this. We're going to make it happen. I think me and you done a quiz like three weeks after the pandemic was announced online, which was which was great fun. Feel a bit jacket on in the oh, yeah. uh, in my loft. <laughs> oh mate, amazing! Look, we're gonna we're gonna come on to the some bit more about the charity stuff in a bit. Um, I just want to go back a little bit and just talk just before we do do that and just talk a little bit about as we do always on the podcast just talk about culture um you mentioned it uh, at the start about you know people you employ they've got to fit the right culture um within a company so talk to me talk to me about the culture at search seven what did you always have the sort of vision for that like right from the, the early stage of the type of people you wanted to come in how has that sort of evolved and um and what, what sort of changed with that even over the last 18 months yeah definitely i mean you always want to get the people with the right attitude. Mm. I think in the early years when you're small and you, you haven't got the time to train, you get people that are a bit more senior. Mm. Um, and over the last few years, we've been getting people that are more, now you've got the senior team in place, it's more kind of account manager or junior level. You've got more time to train them up. Mm. Um, and now we're definitely, definitely in the last kind of like four years, it's very much now it's attitude first yeah. for everything. Whereas beforehand, we maybe used to get people on board with the right skill set. Um, also, also good attitude as well. Yeah, cool. But now you want to, you've got a bigger kind of team. We're now up to nine people. It's trying to get people on board that fit the mould, and you can train them up and you know, the search seven way. Um, in the last eighteen months, we've we've we did have a tough time in the first few months of the pandemic, where we lost a lot of clients through being in travel and hospitality, sure. lost a few members of the team, so we had to kind of rebuild and regrow. Um, we got uh, Dave on board as our, as our COO, and, and his kind of premise was that, you know, we've, we've done really well on the charity side for the last eight, eight and a half years. I now want the people side to match that. I want the culture to be the best it's ever been. I want you to bring in new ideas. He worked at another agency called Redico that I like Propellernet. They they got their people first model is is just brilliant. So he brought a lot of learnings from there. So already we've got like unlimited holiday. We've got you know charity match funding, where we give two hundred fifty pounds to every person as, to match their their fundraising for a charity of their choice. Everyone in the team has their chosen charity that we then fundraise for as a team as well. Um, Things like flexible working, which, okay, it's not a new thing, but we just say work where you want, when you want, just whatever works best for you. People work better in mornings or evenings or weekends or whenever. If you want to take a half a day off, as long as it doesn't interfere with the rest of the team or your clients, then do it, you know. So we've brought in a lot of new things, which is makes us a lot more flexible, and, and the team are really enjoying it. I mean, the culture that we've got now compared to maybe a few years ago which was still good. It's just there's so much more that we're doing for our team to make them feel loved and to make them feel part of it. And Dave and Becky and you know the rest of the team that have been kind of owning that really, mm. all credit goes to them. That's to be fair, and, it, and and how is that like the, the difference in that? Because obviously you're building a culture then with those sort of people. Like you said, 18 months ago, because you had an office prior to like down in Hove, didn't you? Yeah. Before to that, to now, obviously you haven't got that anymore, and you're all, everyone working remotely and is. How, how does that fit with the culture? Like, is it is it enhanced it because they've got that bit more freedom, or 
talk talk to me like how do you sort of come together still as a team or what was yeah, I, I think it has enhanced massively I think we've learned to kind of to put in place certain things that keeps us all connected so there'd be like Monday meetings with, with the delivery team there'd be Tuesday catch up with the whole team there'd be Fridays we call it on a Friday where we have like a few beers together at four o'clock um, we also have once a month we meet up for a pretty much a, a lunch and then the afternoon together we just get together as a team have like a bit of a social because um, everyone's working so hard you know when you're in an office you do have nice distractions you know you have a little coffee you go out and you have little breaks now and again whereas people are at home working so they, they are connecting online and doing kind of um, Zoom and kind of talks like that but they've not got that social engagement so we want to make sure that we've still got that and that kind of bond is still there people are seeing each other face to face and that's working really well we've had some we've had some great kind of days out together we we went out as a team for our 10 years a few weeks back went out to london for the night had the whole day and night and then in the morning together and then, and then back and then back to the office i say office back home um but no i think the transition has been really good and it's one of the things that the team very much know that we are remote first now as an agency and this is how we work and people join because they really like that and they buy into that but they also like the fact that they can be flexible they can go and do a co-working space somewhere and get that kind of subsidised or they can meet us once a month or they can go and visit their clients whenever they want so they've got that freedom to still do that side of it it's it's whatever people feel comfortable doing and at the moment the team that have come on board they love the charity stuff they love the culture they love the way we're working remotely and keeping people connected so I think we're doing we're doing quite well actually yeah. in, in that sense there, there, there's, 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 there's been a lot of learnings there and learnings from other people on how they do it I think, I think like you, you certainly you, you've created something up, like just hearing Dave talk on on at your party and um, just talking to some of the other staff. I've you know Becky quite well now and stuff. And it was just it, it it's, it's such a lovely. You can tell that how passionate people almost are about working for Search yeah, Seven, which yeah. is, I guess, it will lead me on quite nicely to the ne- next sort of question. But I guess that that again, that's something that you're so passionate you've got that enthusiasm that just you know every time we meet up like I'll come away inspired because you've got you you ooze that enthusiasm and that and that, that sort of inspiration so and that passion so I guess that obviously then rubs off on staff and they like you say you're creating something that people are buying into that passion that you've got and 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 what you're trying to do which is which is like it's, it's admirable it really is which is great um but and I guess just before we move on, I guess that there's that side. How do you feel that that trust element as well? Because sometimes as leaders, it's difficult to actually allow people that freedom and that amount of yeah. trust. But I guess if you've recruited the right people, they bought into that and they've got the right attitude that you can let them have that. But trust is a yeah. big thing. Are you, are you okay? Have you learned oh, to be better oh, with that? I won't lie. I'm still learning because managing like the business for so long and then kind of letting go of different things it's it's scary it's not straightforward you, i kind of thought a year ago oh, i'm going to do this i'm going to get this people in place in these areas it'd be fine it's not it's, it's you, you you kind of learn you kind of want people to put in place their own ideas and their own ways of working and then then you get busy with loads of client work coming in and i, I guess that's our thing at the moment is that we've got a really good team and we all want to be a bit more strategic and, and be like on the business a bit more rather than in it but because we're getting so busy and we're trying to recruit everyone's getting kind of pulled back in it again and doing a bit more hands-on or account director work and things like that which, which is fine and you have to do that but everyone kind of wants to progress in their own ways and when that's not happening it's, it's a nice headache because we're really busy 
and we're turning down work at the moment, which you know no one likes to do that. Yeah, and we're working with some good consultants as well and good partner agencies. But yeah, it's kind of it's a big bidding in period at the moment, whereas everyone really wants to go in these separate directions and own like the finance or the client operations or the marketing or mm-hmm. or the or the new business for me kind of thing. So we're kind of getting there. We kind of know what we want to achieve. We know we're all aligned. We kind of know what the vision is. We know what areas we want to be owning. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, it's, it's, that, it's getting through this period of this really busy period, um, taking on more work, but not too much where it kind of upsets, you know, where, how we work, that balance. Yeah, it's getting the balance right. And I always talk about levers in business because it's so important when you've got this big marketing strategy and you want to kind of push it and go live of it. But then you need to get the right people on board in case that leads to work you need to get the capacity right mm-hmm. so it's it's opened up this new world of business decisions and the way we work as a leadership team to kind of navigate through that mm-hmm. but it's all it's all good stuff though it's all part of the journey mm-hmm. and these are really good challenges it's like god we're really busy we need to get more people on board we're getting a lot of people want to work with us and be aligned to us because you know because we're doing good work or because of the stuff we do for charity so it's all good headaches but we're just yeah. trying to learn how to work together as a leadership team, how to kind of put the right things in place, the right processes, um, and just get a bit more thinking space for us as a strategic team to be a bit more strategic on, on the business in those areas. Brilliant, okay. It's really interesting. Now, what's nice about sharing that as well is the fact that I think some people from the outside, they look at business owners and entrepreneurs and they go, oh, they've got it all sussed. And they go, and like, and like you say, we, we, we sit here talk about it and, and it's lovely that you're sharing that type of thing. Look, we're all still learning. As business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, as we've not got the answer. And I think your, what I guess your capacity to want to learn on on the job as you as you like almost like is amazing and that's where people like you said that's how we grow isn't it because yeah. you go yeah. and I guess you allow your staff to make mistakes as well as you're going I'm going to do stuff and make mistakes as well and and that just all sort of filters down so and I guess yeah I guess just down to the level of communication as well with staff like you've clearly got this you know purposeful driven agency that and that's the message that comes across in it in all of your your PR and the stuff that you talk about and how you are as an individual and that's the sort of journey people want to be on with yeah. with you I guess yeah. and and it is literally the goal is for me to let go more of the reins of the business and, and that's happening it's happening there's loads of things I'm not involved in anymore that I used to be about six months ago loads of things and it's great and it feels good for me I've got more time and kind of headspace to work on other things which is brilliant um, and that will happen for everyone else in the business as and when we get a few more people in place and then it kind of has that knock-on effect but yeah that trust freedom autonomy the, these are all things that we we promote and instill and people get told we've got a new client but then it's up to them to try and think of the really great solutions and strategies that we can do to really wow them and get them great results but for me, it's, it's it's results, but it's also relationships. You've got they are both as important as, as each other. Yeah. Um, you can have a month where you don't get a great result for a client now and again, but if you've got a really strong relationship, they'd be like, you know what, you've explained exactly what we're doing and why. I understand the rationale. Let's give it, you know, let, let's hopefully things pick up again, and then they do. Yeah. Whereas if you haven't got that great relationship, and even like a couple of weeks aren't great with results, and you're not picking up the phone to speak to your client. That's not great. They're thinking, they're second guessing. Is this the right agency? You know what's going on. Yeah. So you need to get them both right, and that's kind of that's the thing I'm always talking to the team about is making sure that we've got fantastic client service and let's put in place some really great strategies for our clients that can you know deliver some amazing results. 
That's brilliant. And again, it's just back to communication. So your the level of communication you've got with your leadership team, with the uh, they go down that filters down to the junior members and stuff, but all the way through, and then that filters down. If you've got if that good level of communication, it then filters down to the to the clients as well. And that's because, like you said, that that you're not always going to deliver 100% brilliant outcomes all the time. And if, but as long as you know why that didn't happen and you can explain that to a client and, and they know that there's a bigger picture there and you've got the right strategy, that's going to, you know, you're going to get results in the end. And exactly, exactly. I mean, it always happens. You can't, like, get fantastic results every month. Yeah. And there will be a couple of clients where it might dip a little bit and yeah. then pick up again. But, you know, it's also building relationships with our clients. You know, we want them part of our charity events and a lot of them are. A lot of yeah. them sponsor our events and come along and... It is that community. We want people to know that we're there for them. We're proactive. We're coming up with new ideas. We're telling them what's happening. We're meeting them for lunches or for you know charity events, and we're building that. We want a long-term relationship with our clients. So it's on us to keep keep delivering the goods. Really, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, look, I want to talk. Obviously, we couldn't do the podcast without talking about you know the, all the stuff you do for charity, and we, you know, it's been a theme throughout this podcast so far. Um, but Oh, I just want to delve a little bit deeper into it. I mean, look, you've donated seven percent of your profits since since day one. Um, but I mean, why why is it so important? Where, when you started the, the the company in the first place, why was that so important to have that purpose driven um, agency? I think, yeah, I think at the time um, when I was at Propellernet, they I, I think I mentioned earlier when they started working with a bit of bigger brands. Mm. Um, we were doing a bit, a bit of stuff in the community as, as a team, like going out and getting involved in certain things. Um, but a lot of that kind of stopped f- for a little while. Um, you know, the, the vision, maybe the team changing and, and work, working with the bigger brands. Um, but I kind, of, I kind of felt that quite massively. I kind of felt as if I wasn't doing as much. And I kind of, you know what, I really enjoy this, this side of it, this community and, you know, helping charities and, 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 and doing like a half marathon with the rest of the guys. We weren't really doing as many of those kind of events together. I mean, it could have been on people in the team to drive that forward themselves. Mm. Um, but then I just thought setting up, setting up Search 7, I just wanted it to be a vehicle that, that made a difference. Mm. And I just wanted to give back. I mean, 7 is the number I used to wear playing football, so that's why, that's why it's 7. Um, and Search being Search Marketing, of course. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to do something straight away that made it purpose-driven. Um, and over the years, it becoming more innovative events, like coming up with different kind of events that we do, has just made it a lot more engaging and immersive. And that first one in 2014 was was fantastic, the one I mentioned earlier yeah. at Shoreham. Um, and we've just kind of cracked on from there, really. Just just love it. So it's so it's interesting. This leads into obviously the next question as well. But just that it's there's because it's. It's hard enough potentially running a business. Um, uh, it's time we've said about some of the challenges we face and, and stuff like that. But it's obvious you can tell that you know. Like I said I've been to most of the events and they're they're always one good fun. But you can tell that passion that you've got for it. Like I said, that just comes across not only for the work and stuff you do as such, but for, for the stuff you do for charities. How important that is to you. And that's what I guess I just. Where, where that I guess that initial thing comes from that I just want to that you want to make a difference in the community and that's that's amazing. That's that, that that's that's what it is. It's not something when I was younger. I always wanted to you know I was doing stuff for my family around charity work and it's I, I didn't do any of that really. Mm. To be fair, but I, I think we only went to like one caravan holiday and maybe abroad once when we were younger. <laughs> we didn't really do much. Um, but yeah, I think I think you feel as if you want to give something back and when you kind of fit, have an experience like I had at, at, at Propellant and it made me feel as if you know what. 
I mean, don't get me wrong, the stuff they do now is absolutely brilliant and around sustainability and the kind of planting trees. So the, the stuff they do is, is, is fantastic. I just It just sparked something in me mm. at that period to say, you know what, I want to give something back. I want to do something. I want to have, like have an impact. So now whenever we do any events, we, we get to know the charities. We ask them about where the money would be going towards. We ask them about the impact of, of the donation. We really want to build that, again, that community and that relationship rather than just handing over some money. Um, so yeah, we've got to know all our charities really well over the years. We get them along to the events. We give them a, a platform to have a voice and talk about their concerns and challenges. Um, so again, it is helping them have have better awareness within the local community, um, which is another thing that I really wanted to do with it all. Like I say it's, it's it's amazing, really, and and especially like it's how brilliant it was to celebrate with you on that day, like raising the seventy-seven thousand. You know, just everyone around like everyone was there to support you and it was it was such an amazing thing to see um and it is like, like what i guess what what you're trying to get in place and this is me just looking from the outside i guess you're looking at by putting the people in place and the culture that you've sort of created people are buying into what you are you are as an agency and you are as an individual but allowing other members of staff to do certain things in the business you can tell how passionate you are about the charity stuff some and the different types of events you already offline mentioned a few stuff yeah, next year to me yeah, which is gonna which is exciting but yeah. i get like from your point of view it must be in a nice position to go well I'm, i can focus on some more of these and dedicate that bit more time to them as well exactly that's that that's that's my passion and you, you've got to be spending time on stuff that you really really love mm. Um, but the thing is, I also love spending loads of time with people and clients. Yeah. So that that's been that that is a challenge. Yeah. Um, but you know, I am remaining as a group account director, overseeing some accounts where I've got, built up a really good relationship with them. Um, so it's not me stepping away completely from that side of the business, yeah. but it's bringing in people that are project managers, that are COOs, that are operations managers, that they will they specialise in doing certain things in the business. Um, yeah, as you grow, you, you can't do everything. So you've got to make sure that you're, you're doing the right things, you're adding value in the right areas, but you're also doing things that, things that you love. And for me, I, I love checking in on our, on our, on our clients, making sure they're okay. I give them a call, take them for lunch. I'm not kind of out the way kind of yeah, thing, sure, but I'm yeah. not doing the, the day-to-day management of the campaigns because, you know, I've not done that for a while. So yeah, 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 <laughs> no, sure, sure. no one would want me doing that, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's why you bring in the team that are the specialists in that as well. So it is, it is kind of evolving the way you are as a leader and the way you are as a, as, as how do you fit in with the business but yeah just doing more stuff in the community and, and helping more charities would be brilliant and the other thing is getting more involved in like the local community in terms of like networking and offering my advice to other businesses or startups and you know I've not been involved in Brighton Chamber for a little while and now I'm going to get back involved in that just been so busy doing other things yeah, that there's all these like great kind of networking groups out there that I can now start getting back involved in a lot more and yeah. start being a, a bigger part in the community at a, a business community level but also the kind of charity level as well mate amazing amazing um again I, I we're sort of coming towards the end now so I'd, um, before we round up with our quick fire questions I just look you alluded a little bit to it there but just tell me what the future holds for for Gavin Willis and the search 17 good question Sam good question um well, we've got plans in place as a team to grow the team and to hit certain targets, which we've got in terms of like a business strategy. More, more, more events next year. I won't, I won't announce. I won't announce when they are or where. <laughs> but we're going to be doing 
the uh, inaugural golf day, of course, which happens every year. Um, there'll be some other new ones next year as well. So I have to, I have to announce them as and when they get, get planned. But we have just hit £77,000. So I guess we're not far off £100,000. So in the next, oh, so the next few years, because it might take a few years, we're going to obviously get towards that. And as we start getting towards that, that would be a big milestone to achieve as well. So that's definitely a big goal for me. Wow. Mate, that's that's amazing. I mean, incredible, incredible. Like I said, it was just an absolute honour and privilege to be part of that sort of an, an oversee and see get involved and over these last four years since we've met. Um, and to hit that, it was brilliant. Such a great celebration it's to hit them seventy-seven grand, and it's just, mate, huge congratulations thank on that. Thank you, and and you you've played such a big part in that, Sam. And I, I say this to you all the time. I've probably said you a text now and again. So how much of a legend you are, an inspiration you are to me. So yeah, thank thank you. Pleasure. It's a pleasure to be part of it. it really is. And um, well, look. As always, we finish off with a couple of quick fire questions. Um, so, first one: What advice would you give to a young entrepreneur or someone wanting to start their own business? I'd I'd say surround yourself with the right kind of mentors. I think for me that that was invaluable. Like having my old um, propeller net owners and and other people around me just give me that kind of. That, that advice so anyone starting up you need to get a good group of like business mentors around you that have kind of been there and done it and can give you that so- solid advice to then kind of help you kind of um build from there okay good good advice um and second one can you give me three traits that you think a person needs to be a good business person or entrepreneur I think resilience is, you mentioned that that word earlier, that's got to be in everyone's really, because the amount of setbacks you have and it's overcoming them and learning from them and kind of moving forwards, I think I think that is that is massive. Um, I think, I don't know if the w- ambitious is the right word or not, but challenge yourself to try new things. Like I said, don't don't be afraid to, to make mistakes. If, you've, if there's something you're not sure about, but you think, you know what, this could be great, and it's something that you really believe in, go for it. You know, it might not work out, but if you really are invested in it and you think it's a really good idea, then do it. So have that kind of ambition and kind of faith in yourself to to give it a go. Um, The other one, I think, is just relationships, really. I think business, okay, you need to be good at what you do in terms of a a service or a product, but you need to build amazing relationships and you've got to build community. So make sure that you've got relationship kind of building skills part of you because you need to be connecting with the right people you need to be making sure that you're helpful to them it's not just about them helping you so um i don't know if the word relationship is the good word to use but that's kind of what i mean is yeah that kind of building a strong community around you i love that great great advice great way to finish um listen Thank you so much for coming on, mate. It's been as it's, I love catching up with you anyway. But to come on here and and just go through your journey and and talk back over some of the highlights and and stuff that it's, it's been absolutely amazing. And listen, I'll, I'll congratulations again for the seventy seven grand. Absolutely phenomenal achievement. Um, good luck at the Sussex Business Awards. Um, I'll be rooting for you. Um, and listen, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for coming on, and good luck for future success, my friend. Cheers, Sam. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Legend.